Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I have a great show for you today. I'll help you analyze your reputation. I'll also be interviewing best-selling author and chief energizing officer, Ellen Castro. Ellen's contagious energy and spirit of excellence inspires millions to become conscious of and accountable for their choices and actions. Ellen firmly believes that stronger choices create stronger results that create a more vibrant, rewarding life. For more information about Ellen, please visit ellencastro.com. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. If you're anything like me, you love to read. Lifeology and Audible.com have partnered to offer you an incredible opportunity. Audible is offering you one free book download with a free 30-day trial. This is perfect for those of you who love to read but often don't have time to enjoy your favorite pastime. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to start your free trial. They have over 180,000 books from all genres, so I'm pretty confident your favorite author's books will be there. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible and start listening to your favorite book today. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to get started today. Analyzing your reputation. Have you ever stopped and thought about for what are you known in your friend group? What label have they given you? Are you the gossip? Are you the encourager? Are you the Debbie Downer? Are you the wild and crazy one? We all have different roles that we play. It doesn't mean that's who we are, but unfortunately, our actions and how we present ourselves determines how other people see us. And that, in essence, is your reputation. For those of you who have listened to me for quite a while, you know I like for us to be aware of what we think, how we feel, and what we do. When we have that moment to stop and think just before we respond, it helps us become more in line with who we truly are. Yes, there are many times when we can become reactive, but that doesn't mean that's necessarily who we are. So that ability to stop and think prior to responding gives you the ability to truly represent who you are at your core. Have you ever experienced a time when you're hanging out with your friends and then when you leave, you just don't feel really good about the situation or you don't feel really good about the conversation? What happened? What did someone say or do or what did you say or do that impacted that environment? We always want to reflect on how we presented ourselves. It's important to be mindful of what we say and what we do because that does influence other people. Have you ever simply thanked the cashier for their hard work or for a janitor who's cleaning up a mess? That simple acknowledgement can influence them or change their perspective about that particular event or perhaps even change their day. When we validate and acknowledge other people, it can do so much for their own self-esteem or even boost their mood. Conversely, if we're that really irritating person, that's very egocentric, or in other words, it's all about them, and we're loud and boisterous and say things and do things that are just obnoxious or annoying, well, unfortunately, we have, once again, influenced our environment. So the bigger question is, for what do you want to be known? 
when you look at your personality, what are the attributes that you're really proud of? From a positive psychology standpoint, the more we focus on what's going well, the less the things that aren't going well influence us. So if you focus on those things in your personality that you really like, and you are mindfully aware of how you can continually present that to your peers or to the people around you, then that is how you'll be known. So the great thing about today's lesson is I would love for you to be aware of how you present yourself in all situations. If you're going to meet up with your friends or if you're just simply going to be around people, set your intention to demonstrate those attributes that you're really proud of. If you are the funny person, if you're the encourager, if you're the peaceful person, if you are the loyal person, the honest person, the humble person, whatever that might be, be mindful of presenting those attributes to the people around you. Watch how it influences them. How do you feel after you leave that interaction? The more you practice those healthier attributes, the more it intrinsically becomes who you are. And the more you demonstrate that, that is what your reputation will be. I have an amazing guest today, Ellen Castro. She gives you really practical tools to help you understand your reputation. She calls it your emotional noise or how you show up in the world. Listen to her inspirational story. Take to heart the techniques she talks about because I promise you it will change your life. So stay tuned. Are you an expert in your field or an author who wants massive exposure? I am now looking for self-development experts to be a promotional guest on Lifeology. Currently, Lifeology has an average listenership of over 3 million people per episode. If you are ready to invest in your brand and promote yourself on Lifeology, then apply today. Simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash guest and apply for this opportunity. This is only for a limited time and only a select few will be chosen. So if you're ready to reach a global audience, then apply today. Simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash guest to apply. My guest today is Ellen Castro, who is a best-selling and award-winning author and a chief energizing officer. Ellen's contagious energy and spirit of excellence inspires millions to become conscious of and accountable for their choices. Ellen firmly believes that stronger choices create stronger results that create a more vibrant, rewarding life. Welcome to my show, Ellen. Hello, James. Happy and honored to be here. Oh, thank you so much. I, um, I know that you're from Dallas, Texas, or currently live there. And we had a great chat offline about I lived there years ago. And it seems like we were pretty, we would have been neighbors at that time. <laughs> I would have loved that. I can tell by your energy. <laughs> thank you so much. I am so, when I was reading all your information, I was totally overwhelmed. You've done so many things. And what I really love about you is just your energy. Even in the photo that my listeners will see when they go to my website, that you have such a, a beautiful glow about you. So I, I can't wait to feed off of your energy today. Well, thank you. I do try. <laughs> and it's every day. Every day you have to try, yes, right? You do. Well, that's true because every day we have 24 hours to reset. And what do we do with that day? So the energy I had yesterday does not work for that. what I need for today. And so it's always important to re-energize and reinvigorate yourself every single day. Correct. Now, what is a chief energizing officer? I love that term. Well, I, I, my clients gave me that term, oh, did they? James. Oh, they cool. did. Be, well, they, I, you know, I'm a consultant globally, and one of my clients should, in Spain said, Ellen, we need your energy. You have the wrong title. You're our chief energizing officer. <laughs> That's great. And I went, okay, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we need more energizing today, yeah. regardless, period. Mm -hmm. 
everyone needs to feel loved. Everyone needs to feel valued. Everyone needs to feel encouraged, which is why it's so important what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's one thing as well is when we all have our, you know, our social groups, but it is so important to hear people like you or to hear certain podcasts or radio shows because we, we can only, we only have so much within us and so much in our reserve. And so to continually be, I guess, filled with inspiration, filled with energy, filled with vibrance, that is something we all have to build into our day. Correct. I, I mean, I start the day with meditation, with mm-hmm. prayer. I do too. With, with that type, you know, just fill me up because yes. I've been a little depleted. Yes. But it's going to be a great day. I always say, but it's going to be a great day. And it usually is. And it's great regardless. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly is. You know, what I would tell people as well is even if it's, you know, you struggle in the morning, well, then you just simply reset. A change is simply a thought away. And so if I'm struggling in the morning, it doesn't mean I have to struggle in the afternoon or the evening. And I think you hit the biggest aha for me after shattering my head on the glass ceiling at Exxon in the 1970s was that if you change your thought, you can change your world. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and it's just a simple reframing. It's a simple change in perspective, but it's a simple, as you said, a, a new restart, a reset going, okay, I can do this differently. Where's, where's, where's the learning in this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, even going back to your whole hitting the glass ceiling, I was reading that Exxon, you were the highest ranking female person in marketing. You're in five promotions in 11 years. And then you, like you said, you had that epiphany. What happened for you to say, okay, I just need to reinvent myself. Oh my God, it wasn't an epiphany. Uh, Well, it wasn't an epiphany, Uh, but I I don't learn easily. I'm the two by four kind of learner. And if you see all my gray hairs are going, yeah, she's been around for a while. I actually had a nervous breakdown. Yeah, I went into my VP's office and the one promotion I had been aiming for, and it would have been the only female in any oil company at the time to achieve that position. And he says, I'm blocking it. And I said, why? Yeah. He says, I'm blocking. I go, why? He says, I don't like you. Oh my God. Yeah. And James, my whole life just came, everything I had dealt with at Exxon, the, you can imagine the Girl Boys Club, 1970s, being a Latina. Mm -hmm. And I was just, my whole world came coming down. And so I was contemplating suicide because Mm -hmm. my mom's committed suicide and my grandmom did. But Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, this is not what, that's not my path. So I called for help and ended up in a, should I say, psycho wards? There's Mm -hmm. no other way to put it. No, yeah, of course, Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. bottom line is that was the impetus for me to say, this isn't working anymore. And yeah. so I happened to be on a fair. So I got, I left Exxon because m- my reputation, which comes back to the emotional noise you create, mm-hmm. it was pretty much tainted at that point. Yeah. And um, when I said, this isn't fair. And he told me that he, Bray was just, it was an interesting time. Sure. And they just said, oh, boys will be boys. Long story short, I ended up on a ferry boat with my father passed out on the on the bench. And this guy says, what do you do? I said, oh, I'm a loser. I just mm-hmm. lost my job. I just got divorced. And he says, you should go to Harvard. And there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe that? And I went, well, I don't have anything else to do. Yeah. So I applied. 
And six weeks later, I was at Harvard studying for my second master's. So I think the universe <laughs> does have a plan. I mean, it's crazy. Yes. And that's the thing. I mean, there's, there's a purpose and a plan for our lives all the time. And even though that person blocked your position, he didn't block your purpose. He didn't block your plan. And I think that's one thing that we all sometimes forget is we think a person can destroy our life or a person can hinder us from achieving the goals or achieving the, the purpose in our life. And so what an amazing, you know, serendipitous moment for you to have a random stranger all of a sudden come up and tell you that. And it led you in a completely different direction and look at you today. Absolutely. My mess is now my message. And I, and I am so grateful because I get it when people say, well, you don't understand. Oh yeah, I understand. Mm -hmm. Well, you don't understand. Mm." And it gets back to it. You got to make better choices and no one has the power, but you. Yes. Yes, exactly. You talk a lot about one's emotional noise and how that, yes. and what you what you create really matters. Tell me more about that. Well, I coach a lot of executives mm-hmm. uh, globally, and I do a lot of coaching. And bottom line is, they hire me because they the this person can be fabulous, but the emotional noise or their the way people feel around them isn't quite right. And so, subsequently, they could be even a better leader, a better. Uh, CFO, CEO, better whatever, if they just had some more compassion mm. or that that the emotional intelligence that we call it. I call it people smart. And so <laughs> I, like I, I mean truly it's, it's, it's practical. Just, yeah. I know people smart. It's practical. <laughs> it really is, yeah. And so when I go to these high powered people and I go, I want instant feedback, I say you're getting it every day. And this mm-hmm. is my first question for your for your audience is how do they know what kind of emotional noise they're creating in the background because it precedes them and proceeds you is when you walk, when you approach, do people smile or do they grimace? Oh, I like that, Ellen. That's really it's good. really, it's really that simple. If when you approach and they come and go, hey, how you doing, James? Thank you. Hope you're doing well. Hope Bosley's doing great. And you know you've done a good job, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. That is yeah, that's a good point. But think about the exact opposite. It's true. If you come walking down the hall and you see people running to the restroom, <laughs> hiding underneath their desk, guess what? You've yes. created some negative emotional noise that will impact your success both in business and in life. You won't be able to communicate as well because they, they won't hear your communication. And the People want to know that you care. They want to have that sense of safety mm-hmm. in this world. Yes. And that's what that emotional noise is about. It's about, do you make me feel safe? Do you make me feel like I belong? Do you make me feel like I'm accepted? Now, you can still give them feedback, and I'm all about feedback, but the way you give mm-hmm. the feedback, the delivery of the message is what matters. Yes. And I would assume even after you leave, you know, what are the feelings that are left with that person with whom you're speaking after you leave? And so I'm assuming that emotional noise still resonates there and that energy when that conversation after one leaves. So I'm assuming it's not only from the, the, pre, the preface of it, but all the, also the post response as well. Absolutely, James. I, you know, when I go into my meetings in corporate America or individual meetings and you walk in, you see the air in the room just go blah. <laughs> and that's because they might not have ever met George but they've heard about George mm. and his reputation and the emotions that he creates. And so, or, and, and, and I would say unintentionally, cause I don't think anyone attempts to be just sure. 
yeah. But but the people do feel it, and and the and people say, oh yay, James is going to be at this meeting. Oh yay, Ellen's going to be at this meeting. Versus, oh gosh, George is at the meeting. <laughs> I reflect, yeah, I reflected on my own life and different meetings I've been in. And I'm trying to really remember how does, or maybe that just means I'm too internal and not paying attention, <laughs> but, yeah. which is something else so, to be aware of too, I suppose. <laughs> it's all, it's all about self-awareness for yeah. me. It's all, you always go back to self-awareness, self-awareness, yes. and I have to be willing to change. I used to think that people need to change for me. And the truth is I need to be the example. Yes. I need to be the one who smiles first. I need to be the one who shows, Hey, I care about you. Mm -hmm. And James, I'll be honest. If I know that I'm off track with a client or whatever, I'll stop the conversation and say, did I just say something that didn't resonate with you or didn't or didn't feel right? And they'll look at me. How did you know? I said, well, your shoulders slumped. Mm -hmm. You look down at the floor. So I think what's really important for us all to know is that we're always receiving feedback. And this is not brain surgery. This is heart surgery. Make the connection of the heart and you will succeed. I just know that. That is amazing advice. What would you say for individuals listening right now who say, well, how, how can I be aware of my presence before I even get, get to the meeting or that people know I'm there coming to that meeting? What would be some ways that the listeners right now can practice that? Oh, no, that's a great question. I would say, ask the people who you trust, Mm -hmm. what kind of reputation do I have? If you had one word that described how people feel about me, what would that one word be? And ask for for feedback. Now, the interesting part, if you ask for feedback before the meeting, uh, also be aware that if they tell you something like, you don't want to hear, (laughs) and, and you let them have it, you just ruin any chances for you ever getting candid feedback. And yes. for me, it's all about feedback. So what I will go into an organization, say, before I, before I go into this meeting, are there any landmines I need to know about? Mm-hmm. I will ask that question. And if it's me, and that's because I go into new organizations all the time. So I ask, are there any landmines? And and then I will say, have, have, what is the word out there about an outside consultant coming in and doing this? And so you can ask in a way that's not threatening, but just asking for information. And people are happy to talk. People are happy to give you information. Again, I think one of the secrets of your emotional noise, listen more than you speak. And you um, will gain a lot of information. Yes. That is very true. You know, it's, uh, I don't remember the exact um, statistic, but I know when it comes to psychologists and medical doctors, when we meet a new patient, if we don't speak for 90 seconds after they've spoken, I think it's like a 97% retention rate that that, that, patient or that client will be with you forever. And so that automatically just allows, you know, professionals or yourself and whomever else may be listening, it's just when you're quiet initially and allow someone to speak and you, you, validate them just by affirming that you're listening to them goes so far. Listening, that is key. None of us or most of us don't listen. We're all, we're ready for the response. Mm-hmm. We're ready to show with the ammunition, but listen, listen, listen. And the other thing I want to say before I, I, this is so much fun. 
I was not aware of the percentages about our communications. So I went to graduate school and this was fascinating to me, or it could have been an NLP class, neuro linguistics program, because I'm still learning. And your words are only 7% of the communication. Your tone is 38% and your body language is 55%. Mm-hmm. That was mind boggling to me because I went, oh my goodness, that's why maybe at times I didn't even know I was in conflict and I was in conflict, not because of the message again, but the way I delivered it Yes. by that tone. So I just wanted to make throw that out there. That is hugely important, especially right now where there's not a lot of any time when there's not face to face, your tone is 87, 83% of the message and only your words are only 17%. So be, of course, if it's the right time, always have a smile on your face. People will hear the smile in your voice when you're yes, on the will. phone. Yeah, they will. <laughs> and they'll see it in your text. Yes. Too, yeah, right? they will. Yeah. I'm a, it's funny. Every time I text, I think Literally every text I have is some emoji. <laughs> I, know, I, I do way I too many emojis. of them. My friends are like, stop, James. <laughs> I love emojis and emojis love me. I am a forensic evaluator as well. So in my years ago, in my practice, uh, not only did I do uh, psychology, but also the forensic aspect of it. And so my job was to determine if people were competent to stand trial. I would do sanity evaluations regarding their pleas, risk assessments, et cetera. So when I would speak with a person who's accused of a crime, uh, there's, there's ways in which you're going back to your body language. There's ways in which you can create um, a personality profile based on their physical presentation to see if they're malingering or lying or not. And one of the key things, and this is really fascinating to me, the way you can really tell if someone is struggling or they're lying or there's more to that information is you watch their feet. And because if you, from your waist up, you can be more conscious about your, uh, how you move, um, how your hands move, how your shoulders move, et cetera, how your face moves. But pe- most people don't realize that beyond the lower part of their hips and their waist, they don't pay attention to that. So your feet is the farthest away from your conscious mind. If, if there's any type of malingering or lying or there's more to that information, the feet will start to shift away from you and they'll start to move. So that is a fun little tidbit for some people. Thank you. I did not know that and yeah. I keep learning. Yay. Well, I'm going to start looking at feet. I know, right? It's so funny. Like If I'm watching, if I'm watching uh, a couple talk, I'll be talking to my friends and I'm like, watch, this is what's going to happen based on their body language. And it always happens. And they're like... You, you know, you have some type of, a, you know, a fortune teller. Like, no, I'm just simply watching their feet. <laughs> so it's really Which funny. Which gets back to observation. We yes. need to be self-aware. Yes. How are they reacting to our message? How, when I walk into the room, does this, do the people light up or do they shut down? When I speak, do people listen or do they, do they jump in and try and put me down? Or do, are they just checking their, their iPhone? Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. When people, that's, that's a really good point. When people, let's say I'm talking and someone talks over me or someone says something, is that a reflection on them or a reflection on my reputation? That is a, another good question. Thank you. <laughs> and I would say that it would be based on the situation. Okay. That makes sense. For it, 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 and I think a lot of this is situational in that you have to adjust the person you're speaking to. There are people who just are always going to speak louder or whatever. In that case, and one something I learned as a female and being a strong woman is that when I heard, when people continue to talk over me, I will eventually stand up and say, okay, great. And as soon as you stand up, it's like, whoa. 
The the other, the the woman, you have bad emotional noise, though. I have a perfect example for Mm -hmm. you. I I was working with this senior VP, and she had 27 of her VPs in the room. And this one gentleman, everyone just thought he was, and it was a global organization. So I was in San Jose, and this one gentleman, bless his heart, his emotional noise was just like, they called him Maya's lapdog, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it was horrible. Long story short, when he got up to speak, people immediately went down looking at their iPhones, looking at each other, smiling, no engagement. Now, the interesting part, going back to the emotional noise, there was this other gentleman whose his name was Julio, and he had been a soccer player, and then he turned engineer. And when he spoke, he didn't speak often, but when he spoke, I mean, people put their phone down, they looked at him directly, and it was like, wow. So again, hugely different, different, but one was based on the emotional noise one created. They both create emotional noise. One was positive and one could have been improved on. Yes. And I think that's a great takeaway for all of us listening today is just obviously to be aware of that. Um, I, I really like just the simple, the simple tactic of when you go to greet people, whether it's in the boardroom, whether you're just going to your friends or wherever, how do people respond? What's their facial expression? I think that's an amazing tell to be able to say, okay, my, my emotional noise or my reputation or how I'm presenting is authentic with who I am. It is that simple, James. And I, there's really nothing simple about this because trust me, I'm 67. I've been learning, I'm learning every day. <laughs> no, but I know what you mean though. I totally know what you mean. Uh, but, but if I just get back to the basics and the basics for me is that the delivery of the message is as important as the message itself. Yes. If I can't be, if it's, if I'm not going to be solution focused and kind, that I, I should be quiet. I can be solution focused and kind. And I always have, even when I today make uh, oops. Mm-hmm. I should have done that better. I go, there's no wasted experiences. What did I learn from that encounter? Was I too, was I trying to speak too fast? Was I, what, what, what was going on with me? Cause it's, all, it's always about you that the reaction was the way it was. Yes. Yes. I love that. I really, really love this. I can't wait for my listeners to hear this and to really use this, this, like I said, these techniques, I think are, they're, they're very incredibly practical. And that's one thing I know my listeners really appreciate is practical tools and techniques to enhance our lives. I'm all about practical. <laughs> I can tell. Theory's great. However, yes, in <laughs> practice. Pra- yes. Practice is: are you are you modeling what you want? Yes. If you model respect, if you model compassion, if you model credibility, you're going to get all that back. If you're not modeling that and you're preaching, people just go, "Yeah, you're preaching to me. I don't think so." Yeah. Yeah, and they totally shut off. And that's another reason why your emotional noise truly matters. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Ellen Kester, I can't believe her time is already up. It was such a pleasure talking with you today. If my listeners would like to find out more information about you because you've done so much, you've written so many books, they want to work with you, where would they find all this information online? The best place would be go ellencastro.com. And then they can search my website and there's a contact me there. I'm also on Facebook. Igniting Spirit is my handle. And on LinkedIn, which is Trust Ellen Castro. Because my hope, since I, it's all about trust to me, James. Yes. The more you can build trust with yourself, the more you can build trust with others. And when you have trust, you can, you can do the impossible. You certainly can. Ellen Castro, thank you so much for your wisdom today. You truly are a gem. Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. 
Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.